Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. It's your boy Two James here, along with the great giant crab. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's a good time. The Mets are in town this weekend uh, for three games, so that's going to be great. Um, I know you could care less about my next statement, but today is officially the NFL Draft Day. Hashtag NFL, NFL Draft. Draft Day. Go Panthers. I'm going to wear a little bit of my gear to you know to put on for my team. Um, hopefully, we bring some star power. I'm looking forward to having a running back uh, come in today. Sorry for that relapse. I was just getting the chat open just in case we get any action in there today. Um, but yeah, draft day. So, um, you know, all of us aren't diehard football fans, which are, which we're going to, you know, respect, but we will do our little twist of a draft. And then what I mean by that is, um, each member of the team, we expect another member to jump on a little bit later. Um, we're going to pick our top two wrestlers out of the entire wrestling community to start or help boost our rest our respective wrestling organization all fictional of course and uh for fun so um basically we'll just go down and everybody will get a turn to pick a person hopefully nobody's stepping on anybody's toes um and we'll just pick why we want this wrestler and why do we feel like it should either help or benefit our um company so uh other than that jamal feels as you say you had something you want to share with me so let's hear yes. it yeah so um, the WWE uh, announced a new television deal in the Philippines. Now, that's not something that we need to specifically care about. But if you're watching this in the Philippines, uh, good for you. Uh, apparently, the WWE is going to start coming off Fox Sports on um, SmackDown's on Sunday. I think Raw is on Tuesday morning. The U.S. Uh, ESPN, which I've stopped watching years ago because they don't cover hockey anymore. Is uh, they, they do have a very, very small uh segment with uh, what's his name? Um, Merle, I forget, but they do have a small segment and they definitely show no love for it. So, but anyway, continue. Right. Actually, so, actually, today is not even a great day for ESPN as they're laying over about a hundred of their employees, which fit which, which is my point. No, yeah. that's that's my point. So, ESPN is uh, undergoing a lot of layoffs. They are. Um, they have a lot of problems, and the, the point is, is that ESPN sucks, and they're not the go-to place for live sports anymore. If I, I pay $120 a year for baseball every single year to watch all of the games, mm-hmm. ESPN says that I can't watch games on MLB.tv because they have the exclusive rights to it. Okay, I'll just watch every other game that's on Sunday. ESPN has some issues. Because they're not making enough money to justify the $2 billion they spent for the NFL and the $3 billion that they spent for a multi-year baseball basketball contract, should they invest in the WWE? I know that they have a contract to cover events. 
But when an actual story happened, they didn't cover it, which is BS. Uh, nobody talked about JBL and Mauro Ronaldo and their situation, whatever that may have led to on ESPN as a legit news story. Nobody talked about it on ESPN as far as I know. Since ESPN is keeping it cute and not really covering wrestling, should they actually cover the WWE and maybe, dare I say, move a show to ESPN? I know the WWE has a multi-year, like 10-year deal with the NBC. But somewhere down the line, NBC is going to have to say, all right, cool. We're going to um, renegotiate. Do you, th every, do you think the ESPN will ever be able to step in and, and snatch WWE from, from um, uh, NBC and Comcast? Uh, should they? And what do you think ESPN's coverage of WWE should look like? Very, very interesting barbershop type of question here. This is um, it's very complex. Okay, so first off, tomorrow in JBL incident, I think Jonathan Coachman was sort of say, I was gonna, I was gonna say bully, but I guess that would not be the correct term for the situation. But he was tampered with by Twitter followers as to why you're not speaking up on this and everything. And um, you know, he played the happy medium where, you know. I think he I think he wants to say something, but at the same time, he felt like because of who, him repping ESPN was not a was not a subject that he should considering the type of backlash that it could that it that it may bring. Uh, with that with that being said, too, you know, I feel like that's overall the 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 approach that ESPN takes on most news articles, except you know, unless it's been reported by somebody else specifically first and and harsh. So what I'm saying is like tiger woods get into the accident get into a divorce with his wife he's not gonna he's not gonna um they're not gonna report that cnn gets it or whoever then they come in and then they bash it across the head for for two weeks whatever um i, I feel like they're just trying to always be politically correct and only give off like the hot interesting topic so you know yeah i get it they cover they do cover um wrestling and they i feel like they just pick and choose about the topics that they use um i, I think they I think they really, really play it safe. Now, ESPN having that Disney uh, backing, I feel like at any opportunity, they have the chance to, to come in and snack somebody and give them a ridiculous deal. So I think it's totally, totally possible and happening. But, I mean, something we talk about all the time. I, I mean, the world is changing. People aren't, people aren't, you know, subscribing to cable companies and stuff anymore. Everybody's going to digital streaming products and, you know, they're picking to choose their 10 things that they really like and deciding to pay five, 10, seven, twenty dollars for whatever it is, which leaves ESPN sort of say out in the dust about that. So, you know, before I see before I actually see um WWE going over to someplace such as Disney or ESPN, I see them making a, a run back to the network and that just becoming a, a just a totally um source for WWE and all. If that answers your question. If if W it doesn't, but if WWE uh, go and before we before I start this, uh, Mr. Silly Sellers has joined us. So uh, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? I, I'm glad I jumped in on this topic. And if I can add this to what Two Chains said, because I absolutely agree and like what you said, Two Chains. If ESPN wants to make a big habit or big jump to try to get back into the big game of competing with these other sport networks, I think you have to uh, show WrestleMania on your product. And I think WrestleMania maybe. 
2018 or 2019, if you can get that with a boatload of commercials you want to put in, you can watch it on the network if you want to, but you're going to watch it on ESPN. I think that would be a great promotion because like 2 Chain said, they're already promoting and live feeds and having Jonathan Coachman was like live there from WrestleMania 32 when we was there. Um, they really could do a lot of big things if they can get a main stage WrestleMania like that. Maybe that want to bring more wrestle, wrestle stuff to like that type of network for SummerSlam or any other special events. You don't have to do it often, maybe like once or twice a year. I, I think, too, um, also I can't confirm, but I believe when uh, we was watching WrestleMania this year, they did have an hour worth of coverage on ESPN. I'm not sure if it actually um, pre-showed the match because we just was after that, we just watched it off the network. But I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense. There's money to be made there. There's obviously a big following. Um, but I think right now, I mean, it's just a it's a it's a dark time in the company with layoffs, and that makes you think because um, you know, with that being said, that there's this huge other obligations and contractors to other things that you know to to get in the game and you know try to steal a contract with WWE. It it seems undoable, but like I said. With a Disney, with the Disney following, it, it it should be possible. I just, I just, I just don't know. Here's where I disagree. Um, ESPN has stubbornly refused to embrace new media, and I think that's a, that's part of the problem. And I don't mean streaming ESPN three or three sixty or whatever they call it now, uh, but I mean the idea of putting this. They, ESPN has chosen to put their their talents above the sports. I don't know about you guys, but I don't watch ESPN for Stephen A. Smith. I don't watch ESPN for Skip Bayless, and I damn sure don't watch it for Stuart Scott. Um, I hate all of those guys. I watch it for sports. I watch it for baseball. I watch it for, you know, for wrestling if they were to have it. I watch it for hockey when they have it. None of those guys that I mentioned are bigger than the sports that they paid a billion dollars for people to see. I think that unfortunately, because they have to have the hot take, like most of their midday programming is just guys, well, like us, spitting hot takes at whoever will listen. Um, it's dull, it's formulaic, and I'm, I'm sick of it. I don't need the nerdy white guy and the overzealous black guy and the moderately attractive woman to moderate <laughs> every freaking show that they have with ESPN when they talk about the day's issues sports but since wrestling is what it is and it does walk especially wwe walking the line between sports and reality television is that something that should even be on espn it's 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 like you know be having sports in vegas like you know you can gamble and bet on everything that there is nobody knows but it may know how it's going to turn out it kind of makes it illegitimate so do you think that, you know, WWE, if they decide to break up with uh, NBC, would you rather see them on ESPN or maybe Fox Sports Net or something like that? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm back and forth about it. I mean, at this point now, I, would, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be objective if everything just went straight to the net to the network. Um, but if I had to pick between the two, I mean, yeah, we put on ESPN, it does legitimize it. But yet it's also it also comes with that stigma that it does get that whole. You know, they got to put their hands on the content and how it's presented. So, yes, do we end up having some more moderating styles like first take is or, you know, just that concept that seems to be really trendy. I, I don't know. 
I like how I like how the WWE is now for good or for bad. And I wouldn't want ESPN slash Disney to like get involved and then to also, you know, have another style of Vince McMahon type of management up top to try to make decisions of, you know, decisions that we don't care about. So sort of say right. fans, and we feel like that sort of says hold back some of the great talent that's there. Right. It's it's all gonna become paparazzi. I mean, look, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be objective. I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't even be like, you know, surprised if they're like, oh, John Cena's our money maker. He's our comedian. He's funny. Let's give him a ton of commercials on ESPN. But we need John Cena to at least have a segment each show for thirty minutes or something. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that would be like how they book him on SmackDown when he's there. Um, well, last thing, and I'll, and I'll, you know, we can move on from this. I, I do think that. Um, they're not ready to transition to the network full time as much as obviously everyone who has the network or has used the network has griped that, uh, why are we seeing brand new Raws that are technically a month old? We want live Raw and SmackDown and Superstars and Shotgun Saturday Night and Heat and all of the other shows. Why isn't it just on the network? And the thing is, is that only a million or so people have the network and it fluctuates from month to month. Three million people, for some reason, watched Raw last week. Um, SmackDown didn't do so well. With more people watch SmackDown that have the network. So I do think that as the, though the network is progressive and groundbreaking and it is the way that TV is going to go, they, they haven't turned that corner yet as far as getting people to um, get over to the network to subscribe to that one thing. When you already pay three hundred dollars for cable, now you're telling me to pay ten dollars for the thing I used to get for free. I get it. We've seen I'm... it before. We've seen it before on satellite radio when Howard Stern left, and two thirds of his audience didn't come from from terrestrial radio to satellite radio. Because why would I pay for something that I used to get for free? Yeah. Or was included in my bundle. That's a good point. Very good point. I came to top that. That's a very good point. Especially, like you said, the breaking down of 3 million vi- viewers that watch something free compared to 1 million that pay for a network compared to hundreds of millions in, in the country. Numbers don't add up when you're trying right. to sell your product. I understand totally. I don't know, yeah, but I, I think it's safe to say. I don't know. I just think it's safe to say if they had their weekly Raw SmackDown on the network, that it will increase their viewership and buys. I mean, I even think they make an argument to even increase the price some because, again, like you, like you always say, People watch what they want to watch, and instead of buying cable and spending a hundred dollars and getting a billion channels to only watch fifteen of them, you know, if you had to narrow it down, you may break better by specifically paying for what you want to see. But WWE doesn't have a business model that caters to just the haves versus the have-nots. They want everybody to watch. This That's is true. Half of their show on Raw, on Raw at least, from what I've seen, is Michael Cole pimping out new things. So the idea is if we can get 5 million people to watch WWE programming when it happens live, okay, cool. But not everybody gets the network. Not everybody has the network in their country also where they just get on the cable. That's another international thing that they got to work out. Yeah. It's, oh, you wait. Nothing, no watching NFL draft. I don't know why it's it's the NFL. It's 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 April. God, can't football die already? No, never. Oh my God. But the uh, idea so be- is um before you two flex us. <laughs> All right. But the, the idea is that you know it, it will um it, they're not there yet, but it will be coming soon. 
Um, but speaking I, of, I, I, I like to say too, I think that the UK Championship Tournament is another testament to being able to host live streaming on the network weekly. And I'm gonna be curious to see how it's done. No matter what anybody says, 205 Live is not always recorded live. I think it, I think it distinguishes. I think it depends on where they're at at that week. So yeah, they do do some live shows, but not all the time. Right. So uh, the 205, um, they didn't even have 205 Live when I went to a live SmackDown here in, in DC. And um, because that was taped the night before Raw in Philadelphia a couple months ago, I want to say in December. I was with you. Whenever they did tribute to the group. Yeah. Right. So that was annoying. Yeah. Um, the WWE, uh, speaking of their global takeover and the UK tournament, well, they're having tryouts in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, over the last uh, few days. Okay. <laughs> so it's four days of tryouts. They had 27 men and seven women from 18 countries represented. Um, a lot of people from India, um, because the great Kali apparently has a wrestling school there, uh, sent some guys over and, you know, for what it's worth, uh, they seem to be the ones that stand out the most. Taking, and they're almost halfway through it. Do you think that, um, with the UK tournament and its subsequent show that will definitely compete with world of sport in England, um, Obviously, they have the Americas on lock. Do we see um, another territory or two you know, pop up? Because New Japan, for what it's worth, owns Japanese wrestling. But their marketing, their television, is pretty hard to find on, on TV in Japan. Do, do you think WWE you know, still breaks in, uh, ground in, um, in new areas that way? Can I they mean, do I, it? Rather? I mean, ultimately, that should be the business scope and, and plan. So, um, but yeah, I, it's hard to really speak for a whole nation toward the saying, and you know what, what gets them going each and every day. Uh, but I actually think that's ultimately their goal. So I, I think they got to strike. They and I keep saying gold. They're going to end up strike striking gold eventually in one of these countries. And I think you know this is all the whole back and with Jinder Mahal right now and getting a push. So you know, I, I think there's I think there's a, a method to the madness. So. I, with, within some time, I, eventually, I think it's going to happen. With so many well, they're pushing India. I, I, th I mean, I think it's going to happen too. I and mean, I, I just the reason why I think it's going to happen is more. I think WWE market its company probably one of the best I've seen. You see them basically yeah. everywhere, and I feel like because they have an advantage on marketing, they can probably pull in from other markets based on, you know, their customs and, and things like that. that that's true. Uh, I do think that individually speaking from like a country to country basis, there are those countries that are more accepting to a Western um, a corporation coming in and bringing their business. And, and again, WWE presents a Western style of wrestling uh, that's unique to North America. In India, uh, you know, as we've seen with Jeff Jarrett going over there, with TNA going over there, um, that's a different style of wrestling. It didn't really work out too well. So it's not that wrestling as a sport can't thrive as it does currently thrive around the world, but that Western style that WWE presents may not be something that people in India, China, New Guinea, wherever, uh, you know, it may not resonate with them. So I think that that's going to be their biggest uh, thing. But uh, they're clearly making a push, as we see in the case of India with Jinder Mahal, 
you know, being fast tracked to a um, of getting a big push right now. Good for him. Um, can I there, pause on? Can I pause on that? I know we mentioned Gender Mahal list a couple of times, but I just want to get a small thirty second rant if I can. And I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, Jamal, but I think well, you just did. I it's think, okay. Yeah, you're so pol- you're so polite. But I think it's a great thing that WWE is pushing Gender Mahal and making once again SmackDown look like it's the place that's going to expose people and make people stars. Now let's not forget. If you review WWE footage or an NXT footage, rather, the WWE Network footage, you will see that when Roman Reigns debuted, that was in the middle when Jinder Mahal was actually one of the best talents on NXT and feuded with Seth Rollins. And then by the time he got called up, his, his, it just dropped a little bit where they dropped the ball with him. But he's always had a strong gimmick. Now, people may call it racist because he's been put with the Bollywood boys, but I think this is Bingo. They're, they're trying That's to- what I call it. Stereotype and racist. And it's, 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 it's a stable that they can build up where you're not. It's, 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 it's a stable that they can build up that's going to be a stable for one, two, three, four, five months at the most. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't disagree with any of that. It's such a stereotypical stable, but it's it's worked over the years. I mean, I mean, the whole point is to put heat on him, and he gets booed out the gym. Not, I, I really think at one point it was booed because of his physique and the stereotype with that. To now, he's he's directing it more or less toward something that you know that that can create you know wrestling type of heat, not real life heat, or maybe you can translate it to be the same depending on the type of person you are. But you know, you put I mean, one person over, you can you can put one person over that can use some up. Some other type of like flimsy so, gimmicks to so work. Here, here's the: I don't have an issue with the land of opportunity. I feel like, yeah, he does deserve it. But parts of me feel like I feel like he can build his heat on his own instead of actually being in a state of a in a stereotype stable. And another reason why I feel like he's in this spot because I feel like they have nobody else to be putting it right. So, so none of you guys think that it's a coincidence that uh, Mahal is being pushed as they're making definite inroads in India I just in said that, that market. No, I right, just right, said right, that. Yeah. right, right, right. But to com- to combat with you know Jeff Jarrett and TNA making the same inroads in India. Oh, I, I didn't mean, even I, think about the whole picture there. Yeah, um, right. But but I, I do think that you know even though whether or not he got a push is legitimate or not, because personally I don't think uh, WWE gives a good goddamn about Jinder Mahal. Because if Rusev were ready to go and he's injured, if um, you know, if they had like a legit heel, because Corbin isn't ready yet, then they would have pushed any of those guys over Mahal, and Mahal would be playing another, you know, gas station attendant or whatever stupid stereotypical Indian gimmick that he would have. Um, but I do do think that it is not a coincidence that they're doing these things uh, on the business side in India. They have a guy, heel or not, that they're going to that they are making to. Um, Put him at the precipice of a championship out of nowhere. Uh, whether you like him or not, you can't argue with the fact that, hey, this guy could win it. Probably won't, but he could win it. And for the 1.2 billion Indians over there going, yeah, this is our guy. Doesn't matter if he's a heel or not. I definitely think that's not a that's not a coincidence. That's totally by design. And it's unfortunate because I do like Jinder Mahal as a heel. I think he's doing his best work since NXT. That's and that's what we call brilliant marketing. Yeah. Brilliant or opportunistic, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that they're de- they're dealing the hand that they they got. We had a guarantee that if they were going back to Japan, they would be pushing a Japanese guy. 
And my biggest thing is too, you know, beyond this is like, I feel like this is done right at the right time because when you think about the UK right. tournament and, and it's marketing and the back and behind that, I feel bad for Drew Galloway because I feel like that's somebody that should have been the spotlight of that tour. And, you know, it was in one. He, was, he was out of the, he was out of the company at the time. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't sure with his current run and um, he, he reinvented himself on the indie scene, which I thought was brilliant, but you know, I'm sure there was a lot of chatter upon her return and sort of say his, his, his disbelief of, or, you know, just being upset and not being able to seek that opportunity as far as management also saying like, you know, maybe this is how we should, we should handle it uh, moving forward. So, you know, I think it just makes, I think this makes sense and I think it's the right way to do it. And, um, you know, I won't be surprised if when the WWE makes this tour back around to China that, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the NXT. Ben, ben, ben Yes, I will. I, oh, I'm sure yeah, he'll yeah. be he'll be more focal then, you know. And it's the same thing with Nakamura when he first came. Um, I, I, let me correct me if I'm wrong. Was Nakamura or was Oscar here first? I think it was Nakamura. Oscar. I do believe Oscar was here first. It was definitely Oscar. Nonetheless, nonetheless, you know, you saw the complete. You you saw exactly what 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 was put into play when they when they signed with WWE. Straight back over to Japan. Um, other top wrestling stars was being was was making appearances and also giving homage to i mean koto bushi being in cwc before that even happened they pay homage to you know the style of wrestling and strong style and his accomplishment and then you know they were they weren't scared to bring up the iwgp championship which brock lesnar's been fighting in japan for a long time they never ever has mentioned him to that title at all but you know as soon as they made that tour they opened up i'm not gonna say open up a new market but they was just less um they they gave more exposure to the entire world of wrestling. Well, let me let me ask you this assistant. Do you think that it's it's disingenuous, or do you like the idea that wrestling moves are being made for corporate reasons? I know all of the whole bit is to make money, but the fact that Jinder Mahal is a championship is, is on the precipice of a championship is because of the India push. That we got the British um, the UK tournament because World of Sport came back and ITV um, yeah. threatened WWE in that market. We, we, they're thinking about doing a Latin thing, and that was just after ROH and AAA announced that they were going to be working together, uh, or CMLO. And then you know, TNA came out and said that they're going to start working with AAA, and then Lucha Underground is, is, is AAA. And now all of a sudden we got, a, um, um, we got the CWC because NXT, God forbid, they need more people and they need them now, and they can't just bro- sh- uh, shuffle them in there. So the, these are corporate reasons that why, why these things are happening. Luckily, the ends do justify the means. But would you rather see wrestling reasons, uh, you know, spur these events rather than just like saying that we need? Well, we're taking over Mongolia now, so we're going to have a Mongolian Championship tournament next weekend. Um. I, mean, I definitely, I definitely get your gist, and I'm perfectly fine with how it's being done. I mean, yes, it seems stereotypical, but I mean, you know, to the to the average fan, you got to do your research to find out the method behind some some of these moves and stuff like that. I mean, it all comes down to the same thing with, with storylines. Chris Jericho is not going to win this week because he has to go on this Fonzie tour. So, yeah. do we, are we mad because that's being booked that way, or should he keep the belt and disappear for six months or eight months or whatever it may be? You know, so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's stereotypical, but I mean, I have to look at it from a, a positive aspect of 
without them doing being these markets, the people that you see getting pushed would never have been pushed. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that too? I was gonna say before I went on that whole other tantrum, is that now it doesn't even matter because everybody wants to just say, Well, Jenna Mahal is a world or was a world uh champion, no matter how it happened. It's the accolade that you know, in a sense, we care about it with certain people like Cena and Ric Flair. But do we care that Sasha was really a three times women's champion? I mean, it seems to hold more prestige than um than um what's her name that just returned? Um uh, why am I drawing a blank? What's her name? That's a five time women's champion. Because I mean, in a sense, it it it, it all depends, you know. Right. Um so I, I I'm 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 completely fine with the fact of you know they're making storyline moves or business decisions based on marketing and money schemes, sort of say. So it, it's fine. Well, obviously, all's well that ends well. Uh, yeah. and that, that's fine, too. Um, speak, speaking of SmackDown Live uh, a bit, they drew their lowest rating of the year so far. Uh, 2.493 million uh, people watched SmackDown Live. That was the average. And that's down about 150,000 people from 2.544 million. Raw didn't do as, as well either. They lost about 100,000 people, uh, drawing slightly over 3 million for the average. Uh, I know the, the immediate excuses that could be made, well, it's playoff time, um, hockey, basketball, badminton, whatever you got going on. There will always be something to watch. And I know that Raw was particularly terrible this week. I only lasted about 45 minutes on it. Do you think that even though Raw still continuously beats SmackDown in the average rating, is it still apt to say that SmackDown is the better show? I mean, if it was, then more people should be watching it, right? I have no clue why this happens the way it is. If it's not because of what's at was was um the competition on Tuesday on, on television, because I, I actually believe that the only thing for me to watch on TV if not sports, is Raw on Monday. But Tuesday, there's a whole different array of things to watch. So, you know, you really have to pick and choose your poison there. So, you know, in viewership, what are we basing this off of? The people that actually watch it live? Are we counting the people that, you know, restreams it on Hulu the next watch day? You know, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's more competition on Tuesday. I think that's genuinely the issue every single time. I think. I mean, we have to consider it. I mean, I mean, nowadays people have DVR, so it's just like, okay, well, if we don't watch it now, we we'll watch it later. So it's it's kind of it skews the numbers a lot. Well, they don't they don't count the DVRs; they only count the people that watch it live. But right. even if that is the case, that's still consistent from week to week. And SmackDown, yeah. for what it's worth, drew its lowest ratings of the year so far, and we're five months into the year. Um, obviously, the WrestleMania stuff was at its highest point, and this. Um, you know, come stems from the Royal Rumble and all that pro pre WrestleMania stuff. Uh, since we are in kind of like the doldrums of uh, that time between SummerSlam and uh, WrestleMania, it's kind of like the low point of WWE for the year. Uh, what what do you think needs to happen? They've had a superstar shakeup. Nobody cared. What do you think needs to happen um, to get people back on board with the blue brand? Again, it doesn't matter to me because I feel like there's more competition on Tuesdays with everything that comes on TV, other more easy, easier, convenient um, channels. When I, and what I mean by that is your basic cable, ca- basic cable stations. And, you know, you can't you can't factor in the digital streams or, you know, 
um like i said the re the replays on hulu and, and such so i smackdown's a better show everybody can agree but the fact that is it actually making people watch it watch over other television programming maybe not i mean because obviously on monday who what else is there to watch on monday all That's across football. the board baseball football season's out and it's only wrong yeah to me nobody watches football anyway but baseball's on right now so but i need you to tap though but tuesday i mean you have a whole like i said a whole bundle of things um you know the flash i watched the flash on tuesdays which i don't watch live no more i watch it uh, i watch it the next day on hulu that's it or not hulu now because they lost the rights i have to watch the cw app which is annoying because that has commercials but yeah that's how that's how it is uh okay so anywho um okay. WWE, wwe payback is this sunday um, it is live in San Jose, California. So let's just go down the car real quick and, you know, um, we can give some quick predictions about how we think this card is, how the, uh, how these matches are going to end or what's the move forward with it. I mean, generally, I get that feeling that a lot of people do not care about this pay-per-view. I cannot say I'm very excited myself. Um, I can't say I plan to make sure I'm in the house to watch it. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is happening. So let's just cover it uh, real quick and, um, you know, everybody give their input or whatever. But to the, the pre-show match, first of all, Finn Balor is going to be on, what is it, Miz TV on the pre-show? Not quite sure why that's happening and why they're wasting two of their better talents in such a, I, I don't know, it's, it's typical pre-show shenanigans here. Sound like you want to say something. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was fighting the Miz. Then if it's just Miz TV, it's no point because are you going to build the feud with him and Finn Balor, the Miz and Finn Balor, or I thought you were trying to go with Bray. Where are you going? And that's why I think Raw is just going in so many different directions where it's just unclear. And to your point, the reason why I'm not liking this pay-per-view is because it's supposed to be a Raw pay-per-view, but you have two SmackDown talents on this pay-per-view for matches. I, I, I don't get it. Um, for, first off, you have to stop associating anybody that deals with the Miz as being a feud because the Miz is just such a mouthpiece that, you know, he's able to make segments interesting. I mean, he's like a heel New Day. So I don't think there's a few at all here. I think this is like a, we need something for you to do and something for you to do. And the Miz is good at anything he does. So I don't think there's a build, there's a building factor here. It's the same with Nakamura. I don't think there was a building factor, obviously, because it never, it never amounted to anything. So again, that's why I just emphasize on how, like, I feel like this is, this is completely sort of say a waste of talent, especially with Finn Balor making a return um needed to build a little bit more momentum and you know you don't really want to put them against arguably one of your better heels in the company to try to put them over because it's not going to happen when you have no momentum it's just not going to happen um and not to mention the man's also got <laughs> sort of say more heat from facing john cena at wrestlemania but actually people are more likable to him as well too because of who it was so you know, this is one of those things you really got to watch you put around the Miz because it can really hurt that other person. It helps the Miz, but it just doesn't benefit as far as from the wrestling aspect at all to this. But it, it, anyway, that, yes, that's that's happening. The Miz TV is on the pre-show. Uh, you also have Enzo and Cass versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in the tag match. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Don't understand. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this about this pay-per-view. Um, you know, a lot of the matches that we predicted for this debut happened before the superstar switch. So we knew that it was going to be a rematch between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. That's something we knew. We knew 
that is going to be a rematch between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. So it's I'm just not, I'm not excited for him to check that. I just feel like it's too much going on. And if, as and I'm going to say this as a Roman Reigns fan. Oh my God! I, as a Roman Reigns fan, the worst thing that can happen right now is him beating Braun Strowman. <laughs> okay. Um, I I I, I know Sullis has something to say about that because he brought that up last week. But yeah, okay. So 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 anyway, look, I, I hate to steal Jamal's uh, swagger here, but do we actually care about this first match, Enzo and Cass versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson? Is there anything to be made here? No, <laughs> no. Does Enzo even make it to wrestle this match? Oh, hopefully not. <laughs> Is it time for Enzo to go to NXT again? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I think uh, Enzo. He's like Flavor Flav, you know? And as a fan of Public Enemy, I hate Flavor Flav. He doesn't really add anything. He's not why I'm there. You know, and unfortunately, if you're there for Colin Cassidy, meh. He's, you know, (laughs) Cassidy can't speak and Enzo doesn't wrestle. What do we have here? You know what's so backwards about that? If you notice it now, that Big Cass gets more mic time than Enzo. Enzo cuts the same beginning, but Cass does all the homage to the city that they're in. Vince McMahon's hands are very, very... His fingerprints is very, very uh, evident here on Big Cass. And it won't be long till he's having a singles run. When I say long, not won't be long, I feel like this is going to happen within like a month of how soon it is before they're actually broken up or anything. Yeah, they're selling merch. But Enzo hasn't even wrestled in I don't know how long. And I mean, he doesn't bring anything to the ring, inside the ring, sort of say, yeah, he's funny outside. People like him. I'm sure women, there's, there's, there's a women appeal for him as well, too. But, I mean, look, he got Roman Reigns for that. As far as how Vince Man Mind thinks, I guess. But, yeah, I, I don't care about that match. And then, you know, next match, you got Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Chris Jericho wins. He goes to SmackDown Live. Obviously, we know Chris Jericho loses, and he disappears. Agreed. Right. Comments? No, nothing. Agreed. Hardy Boys versus Samus and Cesaro. Hardy Boys wins. I feel like Cesaro and Samus probably will not stay a tag team much longer. There's a real awkwardness about both of them being faces right now. And on top it's of a, that. It's an awkwardness about this whole match. The whole build to this match is just awkward. Too. Yeah, I don't... We're not going to sit here and say that anything broken is going to happen because there's, there's there's no means behind it. Uh, eventually, it's coming by the trolling that Matt Hardy's given a line, so maybe they worked out some of that legal actions, but uh, there's nothing to make of this match, too. I think the Hardys retain. Do we agree? Hey. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, House of Horrors match, which none of us knows what the House of Horror is. This is also not for the belt anymore, so what does it matter? It's not for the belt anymore? No, it's not. No. So what does it matter? <laughs> House Dumb. It's not for the belt anymore. No. no. Here's another question: Does hey. this match actually happen inside the ring? No. I hope not. I actually, I, I hope it's, it's pre-taped. I hope it's pre-taped. Yeah. Yep. I have if, a, I have a good hunch that that is what it is. If they don't go to set some like some kind of satellite and they throw it out to you know whoever you know John Cone just just the referee out there and. That that's it. They need to just let him go um, and do this. Basically, rip off the Hardy Boys gimmick. 
I was just going to say, is there any chance that this happens in North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I mean, well, payback is in, what, San Jose? Yeah. So, I don't, I don't, hell, they could start it at the beginning of the show, and they just cut to them fighting at the Apple headquarters, and they cut to them fighting at the Google headquarters. Randy Orton gets hit by a light rail train at uh, the HP Arena. They could throw him into the lake, the big lake in Cupertino. I don't care how they do it. But since they haven't really explained it, they can just go all out. Yeah. I think this but match is better than the power part of the cage match. It's totally pointless. It's not for the belt. Yeah. Yep. It's- yep. Austin Aries and Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. I actually think ne- this is actually the opportunity where Austin Aries should win. But again, I love the heel. I love I think Neville's the best thing going for 205 live. Um and um I think him being the champion has created a lot of character. For other people, I mean, TJ Perkins going slightly heel is good for business. Um, a lot of other faces are stepping up, and um, it's only a matter of time before Cedric gets in the picture. And I think a face Cedric needs to beat a heel championship to become a heel champion, sort of say. But again, maybe that might be the only match that I may be interested in watching. But uh, booking for here, guys. Uh. uh... I don't think it matters, honestly. All right, it, it kind of does. It can go either way. You can re- either extend the feud or or keep it like it is. And, but because the, the problem is that I see with 205 Lives is that no one else wants the belt but Austin Aries. Uh, Noam Dar is on some other stuff, I guess. Jack honestly. Gallagher and a damn umbrella. Sure, whatever. But nobody seems to be ready to vie for the title except maybe Austin Aries. Hell, even Rich Lawn is doing some other stuff. So, oh, what's his name is kind of stepping up. Um, uh, la, 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 la. my my drawing a blank now. Um, that wears the black and the white. That does that. That um, sick Mustafa ass. Ali? Yes, Mustafa Ali. Yes. Um, but again, he's a face. So you know, also Aries versus him doesn't make sense. I mean, because obviously he's up in the title picture right now for for a reason. But yeah, you're right. Not too many other people seem to be little. To be like focal focal on that, but you know whatever. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, as D Wayne said, I, and I also agree. I feel like Braun Strowman momentum should sell him to to seal the victory here. I think it ultimately only makes sense. If Roman Reigns went here, I'm I'm utterly confused. Honestly, I don't see Braun winning. Um, this might be the motion of. Switching Roman saying I'm D Man and I'm fighting for my brother type thing. Um, I I wish Braun would win. This would be great if Braun would win, but I just see Roman winning. He's seen a 2.0 now. I mean, do you think that's relevant for him to have to bring in something in real life to a, a person who's a borderline heel? I no. mean, the guy. I, I don't. No. I don't think they take that avenue at all. Me either. It's I, I don't. I don't think the Roman is actually heel. I, I know that that's what people are saying, and I know that's how people feel. <laughs> I don't. I still don't think it's him. He's not here. I mean, I mean, he's not officially healed, but I mean, he's 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 getting heel heat. He's so heel I, heat. I, I don't think I don't think you try to milk the babyface crowd by bringing in a real life instance, you know. Well, especially since that's not really like a known thing. I don't think people were going, "Hey, do you remember Three Minute Warning?" Both of them have passed away, and one of them was a Roman's uh, brother, and one of them was Roman's cousin. Nobody's making that connection. I yeah, do think I'll- though. Braun should win. He will not win, though. Also, too, I mean, look at look at the heat that Braun got for t- t- 
the ambulance incident. People want him to be fired and petitioned. So what? If he wins now, people are going to say that wasn't right because they knew Wizardface had a death in his family? I think that if Ron does not absolutely... If he doesn't murder Roman Reigns, and I mean completely... If he doesn't do what Brock Lesnar did did to Randy Orton at uh, SummerSlam, I think it was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If he doesn't do that, anything other than that, he should lose. I see. Um, Because they've done it before. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that, too. I mean, yeah. You're going to be the monster mom, man. Then you need to do monster stuff. And not just monster segments on Raw, but the pay-per-view where it should matter. Yeah, like I want to see him choke slam through the ring or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe, which I think should be an entertaining match here. Um, I can care less how this is booked either, to be honest. I don't care less if I see this match, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's a shame because if this were to happen in NXT, I'd be all for it. Right, but there's no point. That's true. Right. Like, they're fighting over the ability to fight over Triple H's shadow. I sure, and, I guess. And can we comment on Seth Robinson's new new finisher now? I mean, what aspect what? do we want to talk about it? The fact that Kenny Omega he has a new finisher. Yeah, he has Kenny Omega's um that that knee that he uses that that um uh, the V trigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kenny Omega definitely had his words on Twitter about it. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah. He was like, well, at least I still have my name. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, there's no excitement about this. So we're gonna this last match, and then let's 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 try to up the excitement here on the podcast today because everybody seems a little bit mellow or are y'all so well, you brought up you brought up payback and nobody cares about it. You might as well talk football so I can go to sleep. <laughs> okay, let's a bliss and belly for the championship here. What happens and what, what's your take on it? One of the reasons why people never uh, mention their hometown is so that they can't lose in it. And I think that it, it, it is, that is the thing. That's the thing that I keep hearing, that um, I don't have a hometown. I'm from parts unknown because I can't be, lose in my hometown. This is Bailey's first pay-per-view in her hometown of San Jose. And they've done the uh, fluff pieces where she's a super fan or whatever, basically John Cena. Uh, Jane, Jane Cena, as it were. Huh. She's going to absolutely be destroyed in her own t- in her hometown, and Alexa Bliss is going to get the heat that she needs to carry to finally that she had on SmackDown. I think she lost a little bit of it coming to Raw. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see Alexa Bliss win. I like the Ford to be as dirty as it could be. Right. To me, in my opinion, this may be a bold statement, and I'm gonna say, oh, bold I, statement, everybody. I think Alexa Bliss is the top woman in all of wrestling right now. Oh, you're insane! What? In, in, that's not in what that's, manner? That's, no, that's that's silly. Over in what manner? Over all, it's a bold um, statement too. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being serious because it's just the way her charisma is right now, and how she's performing in the ring, and how she can speak on the mic. It's like it comes so fluid. She controls the crowd. She knows how to control her character in the ring when she's speaking. I think right now she's the best woman in women's wrestling. She's not the best woman wrestler on the roster right now. She may she may be up there as far as the best mouthpiece. And it, I don't know if you remember, but about a month ago, there was a lot of chatter backstage about her work, not her work ethnic, but how she um, uh, basically how they were unsure about her abilities in the ring and stuff like that. So... 
I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not one to judge. I don't think all her matches have been stellar. Actually, I don't think she's actually had a really good match. But she does she does the heel thing. She's very good on mic. But um, there's, there's this person called Charlotte Flair that I think is absolutely the best at everything that Alessa Bliss wants to be. Let, let, let me let me clarify something uh, because two things just happened here. And I want people to, to realize this. Um, two James just said that I don't judge and then immediately judged her. Uh, that's, that's number one. You said what? Uh, number two, you just said I don't judge and then you immediately judged Alexa, Alexa Bliss. So that, that just happened. Uh, but that's not the first time we've done that. <laughs> the second thing is, is uh, Mr. Silly Cell is certainly living up to his name because that was absolutely insane to say something like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> You know, Agreed. To be, fair, I do to be fair, are do you mean the best woman in WWE, which is still wrong, or do you mean in the world? WWE. I'm sorry. Okay. WWE. Okay. Wait a minute. It's even, still a bold statement. Patent not, pending. Patent pending. But WWE. Okay. Because Oscar is okay. the best wrestler in WWE. Okay. I, I, Correct. I, I agree. I still I, think I still think Charlotte's better. I don't know the way the way Alexis right. Okay, I, the way Alexis is going right now, I think she's great. I, I, think, she, I, I, I think she's I, great. I too. think you're just fixated. She is cute, but she's not Emma. Mm. Oh, well, okay. See, see, we've turned a corner, oh, and now we're talking about the truth here. She is cute, but she is she is she is not Emma. She's not Emma. As she, far she's, she's not. Okay, and again. She's not a better wrestler than Emma, and you know that. So how is she considered the best? You took away one of the biggest aspects of why somebody gets a job with the company. Uh, yeah. One happens to be Vince McMahon's, in, <laughs> Vince McMahon's uh, eyes lighting up for this person and how he could probably change him into a diva at any moment. Two happens to be the wrestling ability, and three happens to be the entertainment ability. So, yeah, what? Emma may not be the best spoken, but obviously she's hot because she almost became Emmalina, and she's obviously have some of the most classic matches on NXT. Can't say the same about Lesser Bliss. And, I, and I, I can't say the same about her on the main roster either. It's okay. okay let, well, let me, let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Shelly Sellers. <laughs> is there a match that Alexis Bliss has had that's <laughs> better than Emma versus Paige, Charlotte versus um, uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks? Which or which I think are the two best, um, or Bailey versus Oscar. I think that those are the three best women's matches in uh, WWE that I've seen in a long time. Or hell, I even give you Shasta Banks versus Charlotte for like the nineteenth time. To all four, I can't think of any of any of those matches that are worse than an Alexa Bliss match. No, but but hold on. But here's the thing: uh -oh. your puts you over top. When you can sell me to all right, let, let me put it this method: I can DVR Raw, I can DVR SmackDown. I will fast forward through everything, but if I stop on you, that means you're making me intrigued to what you have to say or what you're doing in the ring. And if I fast forward through all of Raw, when it comes to Alexa Bliss, I'm stopping and playing every time. I get it. Everybody she, is cute, and she has good merch. I get it. No, I get it. this is the thing, though. By, by your own admission, you're not stopping it because if you're, if you're watching Raw at four times the speed, you can't hear anything. You only see things. And at the blur that it's going by, when you fast forward, you go, oh. <laughs> How you doing? Mm -hmm. And you stop and watch. So there's mm -hmm. actually nothing about uh, Bliss's, you know, anything other than the fact that how you doing? That that's why you stop and watch. Let's call a spade a spade. She's cute, 
and she does have some nice biscuits, but you're not actually watching Alexa Bliss the wrestler. You're watching Alexa Bliss the former cheerleader that just I, happens watching, to wrestle. I, I'm watching the wrestler. I think of uh, 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 what's her name, Staten Island Queen. I think of her as the former cheerleader over a wrestler. Well, she was a dancer, sort of say. She, she, for... she, she was a cheerleader, so yeah, that, that's legit. Oh, for the well. Lakers, right? I, I thought she was a Lakers. For the, I mean, I guess that does make sense. She was a cheerleader for um, the New England football team, the Boston oh, uh, team. That's right. Why are you saying it like. The Boston, somebody's. Why are you saying it like they're the Washington um, racial, slant, uh, racial slur team? Because it's, it's a football team. Nobody knows what they do up there. <laughs> I mean, they win championships, obviously, and I'm not even a fan. But. Uh, no, no one would know that. I don't, nobody follows football. Um, okay, so look, I'm about to transition into the next topic real quick. Since Mr. Silly Seller seems to be really high on this person, look, we're doing our own NFL. Surely high on something. <laughs> we're doing our own NFL draft again, like I said in the beginning of the show, where we're all going to pick our first and second round picks of the entire wrestling community that we will um, build our brand upon. Uh, this is only going to be a week thing, so we're just going to just make this fun for today and see how it goes. So, um, D Wayne. You do have the first pick of all four of us, and I want you to explain who are you going to draft to your company and why. We all know who he's going to draft. I would. I wish he would speak. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he's going to surprise us. With the first pick in this running. year's draft, <laughs> D Wayne drafts the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. <laughs> I told you, he's going to surprise us. Can. Continue. Why is AJ Styles your 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 guy? Um, not only he has he shown that the ability to to do promos, his his in ring skills with anyone is just excellent. I think that you could build a brand off him easily. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, no there. The second pick um will be Mr. Crab himself. Hi. Uh, my my first pick in this uh, fantasy non-football related draft um, is uh, Io Shirai from Japan. I think she's the best woman wrestler in the world. Hmm. Okay, I'm, I I remember you mentioning her a while ago. What is her current what is what is her current contract status? Not a manager. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I know that she does um, wrestle for, I want to say, Stardom in Japan, which is an all-women's promotion. Right. And she's done some stuff for uh, not New Japan, but the other one. I know it's all Japan, and I want to say not Dragon Gate, but one, one of the other ones. Um, I, I can't think of what it is, but she definitely works for Stardom in Japan. Mr. Silly says it's only right that you and your 49ers obtain the third pick here on the show and in real life. Yep. Um, with my first pick, Team Silly Sellers selects Bobby Roode for my uh, number one pick in my fantasy draft of all wrestling. And I'm taking that on accumulation of not only what he's done at NXT, but overall what he's done on his personal uh, wrestling uh, accolades. I just think Bobby Roode is the person that can be the guy in a wrestling promotion. Okay. And um, I, Mr. Two Chains, with my first pick, is going to take Will Ospreay. Not only because this guy's up and coming and very exciting, but I believe he's only 24 years old. 
so I have longevity with this guy. He's been all over the world. Um, and whenever he's whenever there's a match, you're watching. And he's arguably had the match of the year, one of the matches of the year of last year. So wall spray for me, sir. Um okay. with the second round, because just because you had the first pick doesn't mean you have the first pick in the second round as well, too. Mr. Silly Sellers, what's your second pick? Um, my second pick. And once again, I have to be very objective uh, to the situation of, of who's available and what they can do. Um, I cannot be a homer on this pick, so I will go. Uh, be, be a homer and pick Moose. No. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's, it's between three people. I know I got, what, 30 seconds on the clock. Um, I'll, I'll go pick, pick Roman Reigns. Um, even though I don't want to, it's just the fact that he brings in a reaction. And if you got a guy that brings in reaction and I'll give it to him, he is talented in the ring and he can probably go with anybody in the ring and think of a few between Roman Reigns and Bobby Roode. I think you got some money there. Okay. Um, and with your second pick D D Wayne. Man, this is tough. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not tough. It's, you it's, literally have the world to pick from. You do. I, I know I have the world to pick from. And, and... There is no wrong answer except Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, look. You get a you get a I'm, pass because you wasn't prepared for it. I get it, but yes, there's a zillion of people right now. Yeah. You could pick literally name any wrestler, yeah. fact, and, it, and it would be fine. I'm going to go with someone from New Japan. Ooh. I f- I felt like his match with Nakamura was great. I'm going with, I'm going with Okada. Okay. Okay. That's the second pick. I, yeah, that makes sense. I think between him and AJ Styles will put on epic matches. Epic. Right. And I'm also with my next pick. Um, I'm also going to steal your tandem a little bit too with c- comparing um, my top two people to run my company. Um, I'm going with Ricochet, who's also another young cat in the game. I think he's like 28, 27, 28. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been all over the world, can do all the skills. Um, you know, as Ricochet, there's not so much of a gimmick there. I mean, King Ricochet, I get it. But as Prince Puma, I think, was one of the most intriguing characters on Lucha Underground, and he has all the tools in the toolbox. And him and, with him and Will Ospreay on team against each other, uh, there's magic there. So that concludes only with you, Krabby, with your last pick. Um, well, I guess with my last pick, uh, this is tough since there are no other wrestlers left. <laughs> and, uh, I, mean, I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is entirely too difficult. Who oh should I pick? Goodness. No I, one's available. I my draft board is completely empty. So funny. <laughs> um, no, I mean it, it's it's a really easy answer. I picked Iowa Shirai, and obviously, if this were a full board, I would pick uh, many other women wrestlers to go with the complimenter, so she wouldn't be there by herself. Um, but no, I, I it's fairly simple. Uh, you got to go with Marty Skrull. Yeah. Um, I, I love his gimmick uh, currently. Um, I think he's a damned fine wrestler. Um, yeah, no, the villain, Marty, Marty Skrull. Easy. Easily, easily my third pick. Easily. Yeah. Didn't want to go with the percent. 
Huh? Didn't want to go with the 1% Krabby? <laughs> Again, if this were a full, like, 17 rounds, I don't know how football does it, but baseball is like seven days, and then there's the Rule 5 draft, and there's the entry draft. It is. Um, and, it, you know, so it's, it's like a month of draft in, in baseball. That's so right. if I were to do the whole thing, then, yeah, obviously, you know, Logan would certainly be a pick. Um, Cedric Alexander would definitely be a pick. You know, yeah. like, who would pick Cody Rhodes? I, 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 would, I would certainly pick up Cody. Who, who yeah. wouldn't pick up Cody Rhodes? Okay. I mean, it's not. I mean, obviously, if we like flesh this thing out for an entire hour, then yeah, it question would be is, hard. You know. Question is, how did you 18. pick Roman? How did you pick Roman Reigns over Cody Rhodes, sir? Reaction, man. Just reaction. When you hear Roman Reigns, he gets reaction. He's like the new Cena. It's like I. It's, it's like he was too big of a prospect not to pass up. He was like Miles Garrett to me. As much as you want to think about Mitch Trubisky, you have to pick Miles Garrett. And I get it, but Cody Rhodes also. <laughs> <laughs> what what is that? That's a kind of potato or something? Oh my god! Oh. Like I was saying, uh, Cody Rhodes' uh, name alone, last name Rhodes, um, is accepted everywhere like a black card. Um, and I don't, I don't understand how you're saying his appeal doesn't go I, globally. I how about this? Let's let's do one last round. Um. Okay. Okay, cool. I think we should. Oh, the order out to Wait. Yeah, you go first. Me? No, no. Uh, D Wayne. Yeah, I'm about to say no. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> My third round pick would be uh, someone who I thought I would never pick. But you know, he's grown on me over time. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. It's my third round pick. I, okay. Big pick for me. Uh, Crabby. Yo, um, uh, well, third round pick. I didn't. I didn't. Only had two written down. I didn't know they would be doing three. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, please, please understand that there's not many options here for you. There, there are not many options. There's only like six guys left. No, in the world, <laughs> in the entire um, world, in the entire world. Congrats. Uh, right, right. So, um, I would probably go. I do love Logan. I also like Anthony Bowen. I also like Keith Lee. Um, yeah, I mean, Keith Lee is a monster, man. I love Brian Cage. Dijak is amazing. I mean, there's so many. It's not a matter of who to pick. It's like who to pick first. Yeah. So I guess my um, third pick, you have to go with the illustrious Veda Scott. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> if you've never seen a promo from Veda Scott, yeah. Enlighten yourself. She's damned good. She's good. You, you're picking her over a 21-year-old Jordan Grace. Yes. Yes, I am. I I I personally, with my third pick, and it is my pick, um, I'm all about trying to keep things age-centric, you know, it's for the longevity of my of my brand, but um not I'm not totally familiar with this guy's age, but I'm also considering the demographics and how he can expand my brand in another country. And um, I'm going to go with Alistair Black here. Mm, raw pick. That's very raw. I think I, I, he's another guy. I think he's um, he has the look. He has the work. He's been all over as well, too. And um, hello to the um, UK community. Gotcha. And it will be your pick, sir. 
And my pick, Silly Sellers, will be a little bit wild card here. Uh-oh. He had a bold lethal. prediction earlier, folks. Get ready. They lethal. That is my that is my third pick. I um, saw that coming. I, mm-hmm. I I thought that even though he has never got a chance to be on the WWE stage, I still think Jay Lethal is one of the most unique, one of the most rangy. And I'm going to put a plug in here for you, uh, Two Chains. I think he is the Christian McCaffrey of of of, of, of wrestling. I am, I am currently watching. I see this. So No, no. I, that's a back comparison. And I, <laughs> that's a back he can play multiple positions. He could be your mid card. He could sell your European card. And I'm going back to WWE references here. And he could sell your uh, main event card. You could put him anywhere and he would be great. He'll face, it doesn't matter. You can even have him copy characters. He could be Ric Flair. He could be Macho Man. Whatever he wants to do, he is a character of wrestling and he's great at what he does. Don't you think that any top wrestler should be able to do that? No. Because if any top They should at the top and everybody can't make the top. But, but so wait a minute, so, so you're saying, so you, so you just said, and not everybody can make the top. So if that's the case, how do you win? And I think that great wrestlers, I think everybody can do the work, but what makes a great wrestler is their ability to progress and uh, go with whatever's taken with them. Not the New Day may not, not be the best technical wrestlers ever, but they're definitely one of the best right now. Not true. You're the best wrestler. Is that Vince McMahon says you're the best wrestler, hands down. Well, therein lies the problem. It is a problem. It's not on talent. It's based on who you know and who you like. So then, why would you draft that way? Why wouldn't I draft that way? Because I'm not. Why, why would you then? I mean, if if this just happened where you got guys that can move merch and sell and all that stuff, and it's not really based on wrestling talent, the problem with McMahon's company or his seemingly his way of thinking. Then, then why do that? That's a good question. It's a really good question. I can't answer it, but the way I drafted, I picked one of the best wrestlers of all time, and Rick Rude. I get a guy who gets you reaction. Bobby Rude, because Rick, Rick Rude is very dead. Bobby Rude. <laughs> he, he will not make shows. All right. I'm, 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 I think he's booked. Bobby Rude, excuse me. And then okay. um, going back to somebody that gives me a reaction wherever he goes, whether it's positive or negative. I, I feed off that as a as a wrestling fan. You got to pick Roman and pick the guy who's the most rangiest wrestler that I ever seen in my lifetime that can do multiple things. And Jay Lethal. No, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing you and, and trying to like have you validate your picks. I mean, they are who you pick them, and and it's fair enough. However, I just think that WWE, you know, they've turned into ESPN. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, where the, the personality isn't bigger than the sport. True. And personally, some people, and some people would argue with me that that's not the case because obviously Stone Cold became a thing and he's not a, really like a technically sound wrestler. Goldberg became a, a thing. Uh, and it, it, the, the Undertaker can't, you know, it wasn't like a technically sound wrestler either. So, but I, I just think that that's a lot what's what's missing today and that, why we don't have the um, – they can't do the storylines that they want to do because this ain't the Attitude Area anymore. Yep. So where's the wrestling? And I think that one of the reasons why we're taking a hit as far as Raw and SmackDown goes is because bigger than the wrestling. I don't know about you guys, but when Raw comes to uh, D.C. in September, I would want to see a wrestling show, not a television show. I could watch Lucha Underground for that. 
I, I, I understand. All right, so because you guys just went on a whole tandem for like God knows how long. Um, so uh, six minutes. That's how we, long it was. We probably oh, we probably could have did another round for that much, but okay, fine. Um, we were only supposed to do two. Calm yourself. Fine. Um, so let's let's get ready and end the show. You know how we have to end the show nowadays. Uh, I'm Crabby, good. What'd you say? I'm good today. Ah. Excuse me, Dwayne. It's okay. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. Time, time to take creative control here. I just got I just got the thumbs up from somebody. So let's let's do this. Right. One, one more just... one more round here. Okay. And so... and how do we add a twist to this right here? Oh, dear. Um. No. Let's just do another round. Let's just keep it even. Let's do another round. <laughs> I can't think of it. Total, if, if you know it's a WWE draft where we tease that something awesome is going to happen and then nothing happens. Yeah, I know, but I, I was put on the spot there, so I couldn't think of anything that fast. At least I can name a wrestler quick. <laughs> At least I could do that. There are no more left. We drafted right. them all. You're right. Actually, my next pick, I picked WWE vacant because um, he's been <laughs> the champion more times than anybody else in the world. <laughs> hey, all right, so then for the fourth round, um, Mr. Krabby. Hmm, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll have to pick the last remaining wrestler uh, <laughs> left on the board in the entire world. Um, I gotta go with Kyle O'Reilly. <sighs> Should I not go with Kyle O'Reilly? I mean... No, I'm... <laughs> I mean, like, do you know something I don't know? Like, No, no. I, just Kyle O'Reilly was on scope. All right, I mean, I, I, I think he's he's very he's very good. Yeah. Um. There's, there's a lot. To, there's a lot of upside with Kyle. Uh. Obviously, hopefully, he stays healthy. But um. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Dwayne, hopefully that you remember that there are wrestlers still left in the world. What's your next? There's none left. <laughs> See, there's none left. Oh God! Oh, my mute button was you know it was trying. To go. Anyways, hey, look. So you know, I drafted AJ. I got Okada, Kevin Owens. Let me see. I'm gonna go with someone who I felt is the best cruiserweight in the world. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Let, to, let's never cut weight and get down to 205 in like five minutes. Look, I'm going with Zach Sabre Jr. Mm. Okay. That's a good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, so I don't know how he's going to do against like all those bigger dudes, but okay. All right, he's on me now? Um, AJ Styles is not a big dude. He, his hair is like 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, uh, yes, you're up. Um, so I I may say bold statements, but I'm not dumb. (laughs) You (laughs) get get ready, America. Thank you for thank you for justification, sir. (laughs) My fourth pick will be Charlotte Flair. Um, like, like, uh, Crabby, I have to pick me a woman on my on my roster to be my top woman. So why not take um, one of the best woman wrestlers out there that can do multiple athletic things? So I will pick Charlotte Flair. Okay. So, okay. You 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 did pick. So you you 
You picked her over Alessa Bliss, that is, right? I did. Cool. Democracy. Momentarily, let me rephrase. Right now, at this very moment, I think she's the best wrestler in WWE right now because of what she can do on the mic, that raises expectations. But I would still pick Charlotte. Democracy. Let me me be quiet now. Anyway, my last pick, um, I, I I need to bring a little bit of charisma, a little bit of excitement, a little somebody that's definitely gonna put some butts and seats outside of just the wrestling aspect. So I picked the good man Dalton Castle. Do I get the boys too or no? No. Get the boys. The boys are part of the package. Do I even get? The, I even I even take the Asian boys if I can. The boys are part of the package. But Dalton Castle, absolutely. The guy got the tools. And, like, you got, you got to give him the boys. You, you got to give him the boys. I'll, I, like I said, uh, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the, 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 um, the, 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 the generic Asian boys if I have to. It's okay. <laughs> Enough with this draft stuff. Let's get, let's get into our segment of do we care? Um, the NFL draft is tonight. Do we care? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what this is. Um, there's a Vince McMahon movie coming out uh, called Pandemonium. Uh, do we care? No, we already seen the Vince McMahon, the McMahon story on the uh, twenty for twenty or whatever it is. Um, thirty we didn't, thirty for thirty. Yes, we don't need yeah. to see any more Vince McMahon stuff. No. You know who didn't see that because he hates ESPN. This guy. <laughs> Trust um, me, it was perfectly fine to not watch it. Actually, the Ted Turner story is way more interesting than that. Well, he's a much more interesting guy, but yeah. um, like his like his story was a lot more interesting than McMahon's. But um, sure, uh, Renee, our young, and Dean Ambrose uh, are married. Do we care? No. Oh, okay, so no. I, I, I'm going to go half and half on this. I do not care. I think it's great for them, and I think yeah. for all the people who are angrily mad at the fact that this was not publicly exposed are a bunch of freaking idiots. And the reason why I was speaking to this for anybody who's not aware, there was a, there was a Twitter uproar um last week about people feeling like how this should have should should not have been a secret and you know took sides on it and you know why are people so invested in people's personal life that they have to make statements such as like it's a shame that nobody knew nothing about it. As if like people were respecting invitations in the mail or something like that. So it's a complete travesty yes. that people think that way. You know with the Kardashians and all that being on E, and then you know you have Total Divas. Now everybody feel like that everybody's entire life needs to be exposed in the matter of what the Kardashians is. And I think it's silly for anybody that felt that type of way of um, saying why didn't why wasn't it exposed. Now I want to play devil's advocate because I honestly don't care about either one of them. Um, it's because of Total Divas, which Renee Young and Dean Ambrose are on the season. It's because of the fact that their lives have been, even though it's for storyline purposes, uh, they are a little bit more exposed in the media. They are, every they have a Twitter. They do interact with fans and stuff like that. And because we, we are allowed behind the curtain, even though it's on a Truman Show level, uh, we are allowed behind the curtain. People do become more invested if you are a fan. Personally, I don't care. My, you know, uh, relationship with the stuff that I like stops when I turn on the channel. But for more people, for people, and you know, corporate loves it. They get invested. They watch Total Divas. They want to see what happens. They want to know. They feel a part of the family. And then for something like this to happen off the air or out of the blue, feels kind of like, hey, what happened? 
I, well, I wish should that it be a thing, but I mean, get it. But you just took the civil approach to it. People weren't like that. People were like really mad, slanders, riots. Like, hey, I can't believe we didn't see this. Like, this is messed up. Adding these people, like adding Renee Young, saying like, you deserve better, <laughs> and, and and stuff like that. Well, well, let's be real. She does deserve better. I mean, that, that's <laughs> next. She, she, next, she um, can do better. Um, Sting, and I hate Sting. This is why I, this is on here. Automatically care. Automatically care. For you, for you. I, let me hear the question, Sting. What happened with Sting? Uh, Sting said in a recent uh, Sting said in a recent interview with uh, Sports Illustrated that he regrets not being able to have a match with the Undertaker. Um, he said that that's something that would be uh, that there was a dream match for him that he would have wanted to happen, and though he's not officially done yet, and that he could get back in the ring with Seth Rollins. Don't care. Absolutely I, I, care. I can't. Absolutely care. I don't care. Seventeen years old. <laughs> Who cares? When you want to talk about uh, when you want to talk about matches at WrestleMania that makes no sense. This one at least does have storyline to it and purpose. Done. Been Not done. The, but that would have been two years after um Stink was done. I'm just sorry. This draft is going crazy. I'm sorry. Are you serious? I did not mean to react like that, but oh my god. Oh sorry. This this traffic just blew me. Sorry. Okay, we're we're talking football. I'm about to put my night my uh, onesie ahead, on. Way, as a as a as a member of the Sting Society, the Icon Society, and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But, but 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 my thing is is and again and I don't say this about anybody. Um, though I was never a fan of Sting, it's the idea that we're still rehashing old stuff. There's a lot of new stuff that we could do. Why are we trying? Why are they forcing us to be excited about old business? Sting is 186 years old. I, look, He's I'm done not, it. I'm not asking can, for him to, to give me weekly programming as a WrestleMania draw or SummerSlam. I think. But I'm, you know they got to build up to it, right? But that doesn't mean he has to be in the ring and do anything extra. You know, not not legitimate match right. building, but just promo build. I'm fine with it. Yep. There's there's no wheelchair ramp to the ring, so he can't get in it. Um, I'm sure he's uh, much more capable of getting in that ring than the Undertaker, <laughs> who can barely get down the ramp, who could not get down the ramp for Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Uh, I did see the Royal Rumble, and that was horrendous. Was WrestleMania that much worse? No, he came. They they brought him up halfway through it. What? <laughs> like, oh, like a little go kart? Yeah. Thing? No, they he came up from the ramp halfway through. He elevated through it. So. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, also, like, why? And I also, I'm also intrigued as a t- two-part question is the fact that AJ and Shawn Michaels around the threes table on oh, the geez. WWE Network, uh, the conversation about how they wish the match could have happened, how they appreciate each 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 other's career, and um, how they felt like it made sense how AJ took AJ took that. That promo and, and putting that rumor out there about himself and how like um Shawn Michaels, you know, appreciated it by keeping him relevant and stuff like that. So, you know, there's good there, even though it didn't happen. I know you'd rather not have happened. And um they actually thought they could have had magic because they thought about they talked about each other's body weights and how, you know, what they can do and all that other stuff. So at least that's bringing brought into fact that the realistic thing. But you know, 
Shawn Michaels says he'd rather stay retired. And the fact that how he ended his career being retired, he he thought it was a bad decision to ever get away from that. So yeah, I, I 100% agree. And good for the old man for staying down. Um, I don't ever need to see him wrestle again. And it's not because I don't like him. It's just because his time has come and gone. It's okay. See you at the Hall of Fame. There'll be drinks in the back. Yeah. But I don't. I don't need to see Steve Austin wrestle again, or or even The Rock. But, you know, or just it's okay. Good question. In and and do we agree with this? This is yes or no question. Everybody can answer. If they're in the Hall of Fame, they don't need to wrestle again. Like Kurt Angle doesn't need to wrestle again. Yes or no? No. Never. None of them. I mean, isn't that the point of being in the Hall of Fame? That means you're actually done. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. So uh, uh, the last thing is, uh, do we care? There have been a bunch of NXT firings uh, over the uh, past uh, week. Um, do we care? No. Um, yeah, because, no. I mean, they're... <laughs> Josh from Tough Enough. Yeah, they weren't anybody. The, the winner of Tough Enough no. won. He was cut. Uh, allegedly, now there's a statement saying that he's re- he was not released. But either way, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares at all. That's 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 what I thought. Uh, oh, I, I guess the last thing. Uh, the last thing. Well, let me ask you this um, question for you, just for you, Krabby. The Indians won today. Do you care? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's baseball. I always care. Now we're one game. Yeah, so, I mean, go tribe, you racist. Well, hey, I love my tribe. We're going to win the World Series this year. This year being 2034, right? Hey, you said that You said that last year. We were talking <laughs> about it. But hold up. We, okay, I'm, I don't want to talk about last year. It was Chicago's time. <laughs> last one? Last yeah, well, I mean, I think that um, it's baseball. We can talk about that in October. But um, the last thing is, uh, Baltimore Championship Wrestling. Uh, this isn't really a matter if you care or not, but this I thought this is pretty interesting. Uh, their next show is June 3rd in West Baltimore. The place is called Gentleman 10. And it sounds like I'm yeah, two seconds away from me, chat. Well, that's just because it's in Baltimore City. So, yes, you are always, uh, yeah, don't, mosquitoes don't, and um, don't do AR-15s. Don't do it, Crabby. Don't do it. Now, I love Baltimore. Um, I'll be up there this weekend, actually. But the, the question is, Gentleman Tens is definitely a strip club. Now, Two Chains and I went to their first show back in March, um, and we assumed that a, half the roster was going to be working the night shift at Gentleman Tens. <laughs> <laughs> now, de- no, dead serious. And I can send you some pictures if you want, but we, we, we definitely got some dudes that are on the uh, list. If you have a bar mitzvah coming up, let us know. We may be able to put you on some guys. Um, <laughs> do, do, do you see yourself going to a strip club to watch a wrestling show? <laughs> I mean, I sent you I mean, a picture I, earlier. I said I think I sent you the picture earlier. But if anybody's ever played that old Def Jam game, uh, Def Def Jam Vendetta, where uh-huh. they had fights and oh. wrestling matches all over the place, and one was a strip club, yeah. that's exactly what I think their posters should should be. And I don't care. Right. Half that roster will will be having a whole field advantage, and there could be some great things that happen. Unfortunately, I would not be one of those people in there mistaken as one of those type of dudes to see what type of greatness they may actually put on. <laughs> um, like 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 Crab said earlier, there's a good chance that 
the stipulation for all these matches are pole matches. All right, time to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that um, I definitely see like a a, a baby oil challenge uh, in the world. Oh let me stop. Maybe a lumberjack match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's but the, the, considering that their um first show was at the um pavilion where they have ROH in South Baltimore, uh, a, a change of venue was much needed. I just didn't think that it would be a strip club. So I don't know if I'm going to go. It's June 3rd. It does start at 6, but I, I would have to bring my vest and everything. It, it's just a hassle to go to Baltimore that late at night. Uh, oh, what about yeah. that on a WWE terms? Uh, was it Extreme Rules? or what? What is it in June that's coming to Baltimore? Yeah, Extreme Rules. Um, uh, is that in May? No, it's in June. Oh. It's, I thought it was like a show at the end of May. Uh, it, it used to be. Now, so is it a Raw exclusive or or SmackDown? Either way, I won't be going. I I hate um the Royal Farms Arena. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it either. It's 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 a beautiful place. Said nobody ever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It is extreme. Hey, so you have the Baltimore show uh, June third at the strip club. At, uh, with, with Dollar Bill and them, and you have uh, Extreme Rules the night after, and, uh, and I might go to, the, I might do both of those actually. Okay, I'm down. I'll bring <laughs> you on baby oil. <laughs> anyway, I know, yeah. Though, so, um, best of wishes to you, Krabby. If that's the last time we ever see you, um, <laughs> <laughs> might need to hire you some security. Um, we have a couple of friends over at the gated community, so um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see if they can um escort you down. It may cost you top dollar, but yeah, that's nonetheless. <laughs> Anywho, um, thanks for listening to the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast tonight. Um, again, check us out every week, Thursday, 8 p.m. Um, and you know, for two chains, giant the giant crabs, Mr. Silly, extra silly sellers, and uh D Wayne himself. Um, appreciate you for listening and um hit us up on all our platforms and subscribe. And uh thanks for tuning in. <laughs>